Never forget that in a relationship, no matter how you're learning and how they're learning, if you over-relate to the relationship or over-identify yourself with the relationship, it's an extremely slippery slope. Jumbo, fellow adventurers, I'm Mike Dooley, here to remind you once more that your thoughts become things. And I'm going to do it today by dropping another edition of a week's worth of spiritual tune-ups. These were broadcasted live. My answers to fellow adventurers' questions about life, dreams, and happiness. And each one took 5, 10, or 15 minutes. We've sewn them all together for your viewing and listening enjoyment. Sit back, relax, and enjoy. Jumbo, fellow adventurers, happy Monday. So great to be with you after my three-day weekend. Just a reminder, I'm taking all Fridays off to really get into the yay. We're doing that as a company here at Tut. Um, hope you all get to do that one day, kind of fun. Today's question, uh, probably one we've all danced with, improving existing relationships. Mike, how do I balance staying in the dreamy as if place while we are also working through things? Is there a way to discuss problems without getting bogged down by the current reality. Wow, relationships are one of the most fertile grounds for self-improvement. But we often approach them as if they uh, are fertile grounds for improving our partner. Like we got it down, now it's time for them to get their act together. Clearly, uh, you drew me into your life so that I could shine my light on your darkened path. Now pay attention to me and stop messing up. Um, working with a relationship is uh, daunting, just those, just that word, working with a relationship. And then there's the dreamy as if place. Uh, I, I know where you're at. I've been there many, many times in my many, many relationships. Uh, and I would say that um, the balance is always, do you want the whole package or do you want to be right about certain little things? certain little things that can drive you absolutely crazy and certain little things that perhaps show great disrespect. But we've got to realize we're all learning about ourselves and our power in these sacred jungles of time and space. We all kind of came here blindfolded with our hands tied behind our back. And never forget that in a relationship, no matter how you're learning and how they're learning, if you over-relate to the relationship or over-identify yourself with the relationship, it's an extremely slippery slope because if they're not perfect, you're not perfect. So stop this linkage. Stop hinging your self-definition on their behavior. Look, all of your friends and family, they know you and they know the partner. And they know who is who is who? And you need not think that if they take your partner takes a step down or makes a big mistake or doesn't clean up after themselves, that this is on you. This is not on you. Everyone knows the truth about everything. And we're all kidding ourselves thinking that we don't know the truth. But too often, we assign our own self-respect, our own self-appreciation based on the eyes of our partner and or worried about what other people think. And we let this bring ourselves down. 
Doing this limits you. Don't let the relationship define you and thereby limit you. You can be happy in any relationship, virtually. You can be abundant in any relationship. If you have decided to uh, not engage in the world for services and dance that dance and you're delegating all of it to your partner, well, you've kind of put yourself in the pickle. Now, do you want that package? Do you want to be able to have uh, the ability not to engage with the world, maybe raise a family, maybe keep the house? Those are your decisions. But I wouldn't try to make a checklist with all these little things, nor hold in my mind some false fantasy world of, uh, oh, wouldn't it be nice if we had this dreamy, dreamy relationship and it was all hugs and kisses and cuddling and it's like, you know, come on, you're an adventurer, they're an adventurer. You decided to adventure together. Adventures are fraught with peril or they wouldn't be adventures. And that doesn't mean you're guaranteed to have problems, but don't see them as problems. See them as challenges. I know in my own life, when I let the other person be them, I'm so much happier. Okay, let them be them and decide do you want the whole package? And the last thought I have on this is, is you know, there can be idiosyncrasies uh, in a partner. Um, little things they don't do that they should do. A little, you know, mannerisms or behaviors that you might view as less than ideal. But truly, this is part of what defined them. And this is part of what attracted you to them. This balance of their highs and their lows, their strengths and their weaknesses, you found that to be a perfect match. In fact, if they were gone tomorrow, it might be those very idiosyncrasies that you would miss the most. Somebody to take care of, somebody to wipe their tears, somebody to clean up uh, the mess they made at the, at the dinner table. If, they, if that was gone, there would be a little bit less for you to do, to be involved with, to tell a story around. And now that it's there, you're wanting them to be perfect. So it's not about being right. It's, it's about the package deal. It's about the, the um, big picture. Uh, it's about the overall well-being. And yeah, there's some relationships uh, that just aren't going to be mended in the way you want them mended. And there's nothing unspiritual about letting go with love. Okay? Either way. And there's uh, the converse as well as too. And this reminds me of a note from the universe that, that helped me through a difficult time in a relationship many, many, many years ago. Some people may be really bad at relationships. Yet they have great relationships. And some people may be very, very good at relationships, yet they have bad relationships. Now, this little play on words is intentional. And what I was getting at to make myself feel better about my bad relationships is like, you know, maybe, maybe I am good at relationships, but I've got a partner who's 50-50 involved in this thing, who's not cooperating, who's behaving badly, immaturely, and blah, blah, blah. Um, and, and it's not a reflection of me that the relationship is wobbly. 
and you might be in a very challenging relationship and that doesn't mean it's a reflection of your inability to deal with relationships. You're dealing with somebody else, in this case, who's very bad at relationships or you could view it that way. Uh, and so I think this does give consolation and helps you maybe love yourself uh, for whatever it is you're going through. There are people who are bad at relationships who have great relationships and it's usually their partner and vice versa. People who are, well, whatever the vice versa was. Okay, so cut yourself some slack here. If things aren't going well, it's not all on you. Yes, you create your own reality. Yes, you attracted them into your life. Yes, you said yes. And so there's reasons and lessons to be learned and perhaps at times, as I said at the outset, the most you can learn about yourself is through someone else during different phases of our life. So learn, learn, learn lots. And don't put off your happiness. Don't over-identify. Don't limit yourself by the relationship. Don't use the other person as an excuse. That doesn't mean let them walk all over you. It might be time to let that relationship go. But if there's stuff to learn about yourself and alternative ways of dealing with challenge or difficulty or disagreement, maybe it's learning respect while there's disagreement. Maybe it's learning about the fact that respect is more important than agreeing. Because then one day you can agree, right? But if you have no respect, you're never going to agree. Maybe that's one of the cool things. And when you learn your stuff, all of a sudden the relationship is going to get really easy or a better one's coming. Jumbo fellow adventurers, it's Mike Dooley. Time for a spiritual tune-up. Thanks to the great questions you post below on Facebook and Instagram on the day of a live broadcast. I'm here to remind you that your thoughts become things. You were born to do whatever your heart desires, pushed on to greatness every single day. That The universe is not neutral, although it doesn't judge. There's no judgment, but that does not mean the universe is neutral. You're surrounded by an adoring universe that wants for you what you want for yourself. Even when you make it tricky, like this question illustrates. Mike, what about the subconscious mind? and our contracted emotions that are lower on the emotional scale. We can consciously want something with passion, practice expecting it, and be joyfully grateful as if it's already here. But, Mike, if subconsciously we don't believe it's safe to have it, then we won't manifest it. What do you suggest for how to deal with the underlying resistance to success and happiness so that we become authentically aligned with our desires and pursuits. Well, somebody pretty savvy has written this question and given it a lot of thought, but I will tell you, sometimes we can think a little bit too much and, and come up with exacting standards that need not be the case. <clears throat> it is not true that you cannot blast through, bulldoze, Invisible limiting self-sabotaging beliefs without even knowing what they are. I've done a lot of spiritual tune-ups on that, so this time I'm going to take it in a slightly different direction. But I just want to remind you that we think 60,000 thoughts a day. And goodness knows how many beliefs, core beliefs, deep-seated beliefs we have about how limited we are and about how awesome we are. It's not like you've got one belief at a time that says no money for you, lack is your destiny, be selfless. You've got lots and lots of thoughts, 60,000 a day, and lots and lots and lots of beliefs. <clears throat> Sometimes thoughts, one are stronger than another, and different days, different 
altitudes and the same thing with your beliefs. Don't be thinking, well, if I have this belief, I can't have the other. It's like, yeah, your belief is just like this fluctuating, uh, vacillating, uh, non-permanent, temporary structure that you've adopted for safety or security. And there's lots of ways around it, sometimes over it, under it, right even through it. The bulldozer method, as I've talked about before, just install new beliefs by knowing what you want to believe and acting like they're yours. But let's give a little more thought to this and realizing that, that it's one thing to be like, I don't believe I'm worthy. It's one thing to believe I don't believe I'm uh, lovable. It's another thing entirely to think those kind of thoughts and then think that you have to have perfect beliefs in order to change them. Do you see what I'm saying? Don't let your misunderstandings about the nature of reality fortify the fortress that's keeping you from yours, whatever that is that you want. Okay, so maybe you don't always believe that you're lovable. Okay, maybe you don't always believe that money grows on trees. You're getting there. You're getting there. But now, if on top of that, you believe that your beliefs are blocking you and you can't make progress until you figure out your beliefs, oh my gosh, you're forgetting that you're inclined to succeed. You're forgetting that you're the eyes and the ears of the Almighty. Come alive in the dream of life to thrive. You're forgetting that you are truly pushed on to greatness every single day. Have you forgotten that? And those are your beliefs because you've been watching spiritual tune-ups for a couple of years now, and it's in your own DNA. You're here to live in joy. You're here to reach and achieve. You're here to blast through your lions and tigers and bears. Okay, here's a little thought or a little uh, analogy. Okay, here's your thoughts, your surface thoughts. These things become things, baby. Down here, there's this tidal pool of beliefs and they snag your thoughts or they inspire your thoughts. Your beliefs are almighty, right? Right? Uh, but what about what's down here? What about just below your beliefs? It's the truth. And the truth sets the stage for your life. And the truth is that you are pure divinity. Nothing will change that, not even your beliefs. You got your thoughts, your beliefs, and the truth. Okay. The truth is rock solid. You can take it to the bank. There's very few truths. You don't need a lot of truths for this bastion of order to exist. The truth is you're of God. The truth is we're all one. The truth is your thoughts become things. The truth is everything's working out just great, baby. The truth is we're eternal beings. That's about it. And then there's a lot of shards or uh, sub if you will. But those few truths that I just mentioned set you up for greatness. Those truths don't appear neutral. You're of God. God is love. God is expansion, growth, more, more, better, better, faster, faster, funner, funner. That's your nature. You're not half fun, half boring, half strong, half depressed, half rich. We don't live in a neutral universe. What I said at the beginning, what I say all the time, and you know this is true. If we lived in a neutral universe, we never would have made it past one year old. We wouldn't be here. There'd be no universe. We don't live in a neutral universe. We live in a universe bursting with infinite possibilities as it, they burst out of your cells right now, bursting through your DNA right now, bursting in wonder and magic and imagination. This is part and parcel of the adventure. So you've got your beliefs that you think are, are sucking the life out of your thoughts. 
but you also have a lot of powerful, awesome, natural beliefs, but you don't give yourself credit for that. Okay, but you've got your beliefs that, that it, at times will erode some positivity. Some days, yes, some days, much less, some days, not at all. And then you've got your, your dream, your truth, thoughts, beliefs, truth. And the truth is always welling up inside of you. You don't even have to think about it. You don't even have to know it. It's who you are. And just as you, your thoughts might be overtaken by your beliefs, your beliefs will be overtaken by the truth. The truth of your magnificence, the truth of your glory, the truth of the love that holds the universe together. So don't go wondering and worrying about what might my beliefs be that are sabotaging me. Start wondering and worrying about the truth that's going to swallow whole and convert your invisible limiting beliefs into a cheerleading squad that will carry you on its shoulders and take you across the finish line. You don't have to figure so much stuff out. Let it be easy. Dream show up. Dream show up. Dream take action. Go because your thoughts become things and those thoughts are so plentiful and your nature so divine and your inclination so positive that you will eternally prevail over whatever limiting beliefs you might have right now, even if you don't know what they are. You will eternally thrive this is your natural setting. You can't even stop it if you wanted to stop it. We momentarily give ourselves speed bumps. I don't think I'm worthy and I don't think anybody likes me and I'm not good in relationships. And Momentary speed bumps due to brief little pity parties that you're totally entitled to have. You're still going to rise on above beyond it. Let it be easy. Just follow your heart. Dream. If you don't know what to dream, dream about happiness, just joy, just happy tears. Can you taste those tears? Can you kiss yourself? Just love yourself. Be happy. Be a little bit happier today than you were yesterday. Show up. Go out into the world. Press the flesh. Smell the flowers. Feel the breeze on your skin. Oh my gosh. Gladiator of love and joy, eternal prosperity and happiness. This is your destiny. Jumbo fellow adventurers, happy hump day. It's Wednesday and I'm so glad to be with you for another spiritual tune-up. I'm Mike Dooley answering your questions about living deliberately, creating consciously, because your thoughts become things. Mike, how to bridge huge dreams with little tiny baby steps. Mike, my wish is for happiness and abundance. The problem is since it's not a specific destination, which is, which is what I teach, okay? Broad brush, wealth and abundance, don't micromanage how you're gonna get there. It's not a specific destination like being an author, becoming a world-class chef, opening a health store. I don't really know any specific steps to take. I feel like I'm just throwing darts at anything that seems interesting or makes me happy. Any advice? Do I need a specific destination? Again, happiness is the ultimate end result because it implies that everything is working in your life. Money, back pain, relationships. You can't really be happy unless it's all working and the universe is not going to say, oh, you didn't tell me you wanted a friend. You didn't tell me you wanted a job. How could I know? You food? If you don't tell me, I don't know. The universe is like, you want happy? 
and the universe gets all of the cylinders firing. Happiness is the ultimate end result. It is not micromanaged. It is not a tiny little destination. It is broad brush. That's the way to go, but you got to follow it up with the baby steps, which is your question. Great question. Let me read you a all-time favorite note from the universe. The thing that most forget while dreamily looking off into the horizon for the ship of their dreams is that such ships never sail in, but are actually built beneath their very feet. Oh, we owe the universe. What happens after you have your broad brush dreams? And you can, you can get, you can narrow happiness down. So happiness with priorities and financial abundance. Happiness with priorities and a rocking uh, relationship. Happiness with family harmony. Happiness and no, uh, you know, and, and filled with vitality. I was going to say no back pain. Okay, that's kind of a negative that's going to bring about back pain. So you want broad brush and then pick your priorities that are also broad brush. We still haven't said author. We still haven't said chef or food store or whatever. But now it comes time to show up. This is where you be, build the ship of your dreams beneath your very feet. It does not matter what road you go down. You said, well, I feel like I'm throwing darts, just doing whatever makes me happy, not taking specific steps. You will always be mindful of where you want to go to a life of joy, vitality, health, friendship. Every step is in that direction. Every step can be a little bit of that right now. You're not just showing up without a care. You're not... You're not just showing up carelessly, is what I meant to say. You're not just like, well, that looks good. I'll go over there. No, you go there with gusto. Even if it's doing something you're not wild about, see it as temporary. See it as a stepping stone that will take you higher. If nothing else, start out on your sucky paths. Choose your options, as I often teach. Decide which are the least sucky and, and, and I didn't say, you know, wait for the yellow brick road to show up. I didn't say wait for your, to know what your bliss is. You've got a big dream, happiness with financial abundance as a high priority. Now go, go, go. What's the best you can do? And if it's just going down the least sucky path, go with gusto. Go with a glad heart. Go knowing it's temporary. Go knowing that the dirt path... Dirt path leads to the diamond mine. I know if you've been with me for a while, I repeat a lot of these adages again and again. Can't hear it too much, can you? Because a lot of us, me at times, everybody watching right now, has that big lofty dream. You know, whether it's just joy and happy tears streaming down your face, total clarity, self-realization, soul integration, ascended mastery living. And then we're like, okay, now, now what do I do to get there? What do I do? Chop wood, carry water? Anything counts. Being mindful of where you're going. Constantly be aware of the joy that's imminent. Constantly remind yourself of the travel partner, holding hands, kissy kissy, whatever it is you want. Remind yourself of what it's going to be like to just jump up and down out of bed as you, as you run out to the beach after having just woke up and that little cup 
little bungalow uh, with loved ones, with family, with laughing children or whatever you want. Be excited about all that, that all that's coming because you've ordered it. It's set in stone. This is now your destiny. But show up, show up, and then the universe connects your dots. Here's another little thing to keep in mind as you're showing up. And believe me, I have been on these long roads with big dreams and no hope in sight. As you continually do your best with what you've got from where you are, even going to a job you hate, that's better than sitting at home doing nothing. There's times to quit that job and there's times to just go there and be amazing so that you're hired away, so that you see other options. But as you go down these paths, and you go down multiple paths at once, as an entrepreneur, I was sending out emails for free. I was writing an audio program practically for free. I was joining Toastmasters, speaking for free. I wondered if I was delusional. Um, but I had enough money to coast a little while. I was running out of money. It was a high intensity thing. But I kept doing what I could with what I got. But here's what I'm getting at. Every step of the way, I reconsidered. I, I tweaked the alignment. I asked myself new questions. I asked for help. Not just of the Almighty, not just of my angels. I asked people for help. I asked fellow adventurers. I asked people who were doing what I thought I might like to do. Professional speakers, how did you get started? Can I buy you a drink? Let me, let me pick your brain. Uh, and people will say yes again and again because people are amazing. Like you would say yes again and again. Some people will be too busy. You bless them. You bless their path. I asked Dr. Wayne Dyer for help. He was too busy. I blessed his path. I asked the president of the National Speakers Association of Central Florida for help. And it changed my life. We did an audio program together. After we announced it, he quit, which made me do it myself. And it was an internet blockbuster and it became a New York Times bestseller. Thank you, dude. Thank you for being in my life. Ask people for help. They will, they will invariably help you. Many will give you too much information. You have to say, okay, I got it. I got it. Leave me alone now. Go away. But the point here is constantly make adjustments. You don't just say, this is my dream and I'm going to show up and I'm going to show up and I'm just here and I'm waiting for my dream to come true. Show up and be happy and reflect reconsider as an entrepreneur what else can I do to turn a buck how else can I make some money how can I make more money how can I have fun and make the most amount of money aka reach the most amount of people and make them happy and you're constantly reworking it in a joyful way talk about talk about computer games being addictive life is the ultimate computer game holographic game that's addictive it's like oh my gosh Love and friendship and puppy dog tails everywhere you go. This is yours. This is your lot in life. This is what you chose. This was the, the game board that you designed. You are pegged to succeed. You are here to thrive. Your thoughts become things. It doesn't get any easier. It doesn't get any easier. It doesn't get any better than living in paradise where your wish is the universe's command. It's just that in the beginning when you're lost, it's overwhelming and you feel like a million miles away, not realizing you've already made it. You've already made it. You've, you can write your own ticket from here. Breathe a sigh of relief. Enjoy the dance with others. Find out who you really are. Never stop expanding. Never stop living. Never stop giving. 
that becomes the name of the game is like so much fun. You just wish everyone knew how good it could be the way you have figured out how good it can be. And it's like, wow, how come I'm getting all of this and, and others don't have it? But you're still in your joy and you're not going to let that bring you down. You just start being of service. This is the, the gradation. And then I just read something. Oh, where was it? In the many books I'm reading lately, where it talks about kind of the elevation of like, you know, third density, fourth density, fifth density uh, living. If you don't know what that is, ask and I'll answer. Uh, I'm finally figuring it out myself. But when you get to kind of fifth density, Christ consciousness living, your focal point, your desires always involve the masses. It's like at third density is like me. I got I to gotta save my butt. Fourth density is like, oh my God, there's so much love. Maybe that's where a lot of us are right now. And fifth density, it's like you live in a sense for others because they are you. They are you and you have this big picture perspective where you're not selfless. Oh my gosh, you're self full and you're helping all of yourselves everywhere because we're all in this together and it's your greatest joy. Doesn't that make sense? That the more you have found your own peace, the more you start defining yourself in broader terms than just what fits in this container. And the more you define yourself in broader terms, the more you want to help that part of yourself. And so ultimately you see that you are one with everything and you want to do what's best for everything. That's your joy. That's your selfish living. That's being self-full. Jumbo, fellow adventurers, happy Thursday. Hey, tomorrow's my Friday, I'm taking it off. But so happy to be here right now with you. Thank you for taking the bait. Some of you asked me based on my spiritual tune-up from yesterday if I would go a little bit into third dimension, fourth dimension, fifth dimension, fifth density. What is all this stuff going on? Well, it's stuff that many of us have been talking and teaching about without the words density and dimension. I didn't use those words because I really didn't understand them. Um, but today we're going to do that deep dive into what is this stuff about vibration, duality, separation, soul integration that we're hearing a lot and a lot more of. And I'll give you some uh, authors and some book names uh, towards the end of this little broadcast. But these vibrations, densities, and dimensions are all referencing the greatest adventure of all, living on the razor's edge of reality creation, these sacred, hallowed jungles of time and space. Go back, if you will, way back to the nether reaches of ad infinitum, so began my book Lost in Space, where there was only divine intelligence, and divine intelligence was everywhere, always at once. There was no time, there was no space, there was no separation, duality, polarity. Divine intelligence was everywhere, always at once. Okay, I'm using time and space-based references to, to speak of pre-time and pre-space. Boggles the mind. You don't have to understand all of this to live a joyful life. It'll all make sense eventually. But when you get a handle on what's really going on right now, it can ignite your optimism and joy and realization of your unlimited divine powers. Okay, so divine intelligence, you know, 
as Richard Bach said, ain't no swamp cookie is not just sitting around, been there, done that. Hey, it's perpetually, eternally expanding. This joyful, unending, infinite uh, creativity. And in its wondering, it wondered what it would be like to see itself to experience itself from different perspectives instead of being everywhere always at once. And so began, if you will, although the connotations are uh, not accurate, there was a descent, not, not less than, not bad, not a fall from grace, but a, a descent, if you will, a lowering of vibrations so that suddenly the divine was able to be here and not there. Actually, it was always here and there, but different aspects of the divine came awake, sparks of God, if you will. And they'd be like, look at me, I'm over here and my name's Mike. And look at me, I'm over there and my name's Gina. And look at me and, and all of a sudden, I know this is very crude, very, very crude, but through a lowering of vibration, a lowering of energy, what was only ethereal became material. And with a lowering of vibrations, energetic vibrations, there's only energy, it's all energy, it's all God, it's all love. There was created time, space, and matter, which had never existed before and which are totally illusions, um, illusory. Yet, through the lies, of here versus there. You're everywhere always at once. God is everywhere. But by fleetingly believing in the little white lies of here versus there, now versus later, uh, have versus have not, game on, total adventure. You're here and you want to go there. You're happy and you want to be happier. You're sad, you want to have a friend. And you can because you are of the divine. You're focus on anything, thoughts, words, and deeds, all the same thing, all thought, all focus, all desire, will bring it about in the physical. Not as quickly as when you were just pure light, pure love, and everything was spontaneous, but there's only God, there's only love. The truth is, we are all everywhere always at once, but we're playing this game in these sacred jungles of time and space because we can because we wanted to, because there's love everywhere. Love is light, light is love. Just look at about. You may not be perceiving light as love, but it is pure love. And eventually as we become more aware, we see the love that's everywhere and we see ourselves in everyone and in everything. But there's this dimension, there's this journey that began. And if you will, we started off at very high energy or call it density, or call it dimensional levels. They go to infinity, as I understand. But bringing it way down in these sacred jungles of time and space, it became denser, hence the word um, density, excuse moi, became denser, and the first density, not dimension, the first density is the mineral world. Uh, rocks and stones and atoms and all of that first density second density is the animal kingdom third density is where human beings are and undoubtedly other sentient species throughout the universe perhaps right here on planet earth yes that's a whole big tangent there 
But third density is divinity showing up in human form, little mini-me's of divine mind, fully capable of self-reflection, um, world and universe creation um, embodied in the physical in the physical human body. Okay, this is called third density. This is this is where this appearance of separation is the most extreme for for consciousness as we express it as the human. And in the most extreme form, there is me and there is you and there's a big gulf in between us and we have nothing to do with each other. We have nothing in common unless we both like the same kind of music or we vote for the same kind of politician or we don't vote at all. Okay, this is extreme separation, extreme duality. You hear duality. This is a world of duality, a world of polarity, highs and lows, here's and there's. Everything has got an opposite. Everything is extreme. This is contrast. This is the world of extreme contrast is third density. Human beings do not go to second and to first, okay? Neither is there transmigration of souls. That's a big misunderstanding. That's another tangent. So third density is where divine mind bottoms out, if you will, in this awesome, loving adventure uh, called life that you and I know. And we have been on planet Earth as human beings, third density beings, third density beings for innumerable thousands of years, maybe millions of years. I don't, don't really know, but it's all of our recorded history, for the vast majority of us, we have been third density. And the planet has been vibrating at the same rate. And I just got this information from Lisa Royal Holtz, author of The Golden Pond and The Prism of Lyra. Amazing stuff. Her channel being, uh, Sasha, helped me understand the difference from density and dimension. Dimension is the envelope. Dimension is the plane, the plane of manifestation. In this case, in our conversation, dimension is where planet Earth is right now. Planet Earth is third dimension. And as you would logically, intuitively understand, it's sentient creatures, us being the human uh, variety, uh, are third density. Third density matches up with third dimension. The planet is now rising in vibration. This is the age of the Aquarius. This is the end and the beginning of Mayan calendars. And we're moving into fourth dimension. Super exciting time. And as the planet rises, so is the pressure, if you will, on it's sentient species, in our case, human beings. What about animals and minerals? I don't, I don't know. But for us, the pressure is mounting, the vibrations are mounting, and our own evolution, psychologically and spiritually, conscious evolution, is now going. For the most part, on planet Earth, human beings are beginning to enter fourth density. The planet, fourth dimension, human beings, fourth density. But we're still, a lot of us and the earth in third, but we're moving into fourth. How long will we be in fourth? I don't know. But fourth is considered transitory, the, the transition period, the transition to really great stuff, pure love, awakening, unlimited superpowers. Okay, that's where we're going in the, the, the fifth and the sixth densities and dimensions. 
third is maximum separation, maximum duality, a lot of pain, a lot of emotional pain that brings about physical pain. Fourth is the lights are coming on. There's a lot of resistance, a lot of people are scared, a lot of rumblings, a lot of craziness, COVIDs and masks and political divisiveness and a few remnants of a warring civilization. We see it right now, but everything's changing. Look at how people are viewing what's going on in uh, Russia and the Ukraine today so differently than 20 years ago when there were similar incursions. It's not acceptable anymore. It's not the same world anymore. We're different beings. We're at a higher vibration. Even if you don't understand the nomenclature, this is all happening to all of us now. Now, in a third dimension world, there can be fourth density, fifth density, sixth density beings. And it is said that Jesus, Buddha, and the like, the ascended masters, are all sixth density. And they can go on. But at some point, you could become such a high vibration in your density that you can't even show up on the planet. So the energy has to be really lowered to show up in a third density world, but not all the way. It doesn't have to be lowered to, to the third dimensional world that you're in. So third dimension is where we've been, and we're just now at the cusp of moving into the fourth dimension, which means as individuals, because we coincide with the dimensions, our densities are about the same. Now, when we're fully fourth and fifth dimension, there will still possibly be some third density stragglers, but it's going to become excruciating for them. They're not going to understand. They're going to feel in an alien world. They're going to revolt. They're going to rebel. Uh, and ultimately, the dimension dictates the planetary um, inhabitants. And so as this earth goes third, fourth, fifth dimension, that will be the mandate for the density level of people living on it. Now, nobody's going to get kicked off, but people will find it intolerable. If you're super high vibration, it'll be intolerable. If you're super low vibration, it'll be intolerable. Let me give you a couple of buzzwords about what's going on right now. As we move uh, from total separation to greater unity in fourth dimension, fourth density, to Christ consciousness in the fifth and sixth. Uh, Christ consciousness is sixth density. As we move in to fifth density, density which is pure love, and we, we all fully see ourselves in one another. You're just another part of me. I'm another part of you. When one person gets hurt, we all hurt, and we all rush to the aid of that one person. We start integrating more of ourselves with our physical senses, and we see ourselves in the environment, and in all that we survey, we realize we are a co-creator. And this traveling from total separation, uh, third density, total duality, me and you, and uh, me against the universe, as we move into a greater awareness of who we are, we talked about this yesterday, of being of service and seeing yourself and everyone and wanting to help everyone. This is called soul integration. You're integrating your soul. You're seeing yourself as an expanded version of what you used to see yourself. This is also a process of enlightenment. Okay, The enlightened masters, Jesus, Buddha, and the others. Um, Self-realization is the same exact thing. You're realizing who you really are. And so these are exciting times. Fourth dimension is where we are now on the cusp of. And this is where 
there's going to be a, a big release and, and an awakening of love, uh, final, finally some degree of realization as we move to fifth dimension, which I understand is not a great leap from fourth. I mean, I don't think we're going to be in fourth for many thousands of years before we get to fifth. We're quickly going to fifth dimension. This is where the dimension is called pure love. This is where your light body is activated. We all have a physical body, an emotional body, a light body. And when the light body starts taking over, when the light, your vibration is so high in the fifth density, your light body takes over. There's immediate healing of injuries. There's an eventual healing of old wounds. There's a, a rejuvenation of the body. Um, you live virtually as long as you want as if you were in your 30s. Uh, there's such a thing as bilocation, teleportation, instant and spontaneous manifestations. Sometimes you guys ask me about that. All of those things are real, uh, but they happen at higher densities or higher dimensions. Same, same uh, when, when you're there. And sometimes there's sparks of all of that in any dimension and density. Uh, other things... Um, other miracles, uh, bilocation is you having your physical body in two places at the same time. This is what you can do with your light body. Another miracle, so-called, there ain't no such thing. Another thing that will start happening is total access to infinite wisdom. You can know anything about everything, whether it's Atlantis or ETs or your own lineage or your life lessons. You go there in thought, totally illuminated. This is fifth density living. This is where we're headed, and you could be in fifth density in this incarnation. Um, oh my gosh, I have so much more to share on this. I'm just learning a lot of this stuff myself. Uh, I'm looking for some more buzzwords that I wanted to kind of throw out at you. I think I've kind of covered it all uh, as far as I can, but my gosh, fasten your seatbelts. In spite of appearances, and it, it seems like the world's falling apart. These flare-ups, whether it's you know the political divisiveness or the war in the Ukraine, are the last vestiges of folks in denial resisting the changing vibrations. They don't want to see me and them, or you and them, or me and you. They, they want to draw the line and be in third density, just like the good old days, which were never that good, that's where they're at. Um, well, I could go on and on, and one day I will. Thanks for fellow adventurers for letting me talk about this stuff. If you've got more questions about this stuff, put it below. Oh, the authors, Lisa Royal Holt, Lisa, L-Y-S-S-A, uh, Holt, uh, The Prism of Lyra, mind-boggling book, uh, and The Golden Pond. Daniel Scranton wrote several books titled, a series of books uh, on ascension. Uh, my friend Sarah Landon and her uh, channeled guides, the council. Um, she's got some books coming out really soon. But in the meantime, she's got a membership and a website, sarahlandon.com. And there's so many other people talking about the truth. This journey of our souls through vibrational levels third, fourth, fifth, and all the way up to infinity, um, which constitute the journey of life and the evolution of consciousness. Nothing to be afraid of, a lot to be excited about. You're in good hands, the universe playing, 
your life out in the heart of God. There you have it, fellow podcast listener. Now, let's stay in the zone. If you haven't already, please visit my website, tut.com, where you can sign up, along with one million other subscribers, for my free daily notes from the universe. You can also find out about my Infinite Possibility membership for a price you choose. Every single Tuesday, I do a live broadcast, a 30-minute mini manifesting workshop. Members have access to the last 52 mini manifesting workshops. So check it out. And if you have a moment and these podcasts move you, I would be deeply grateful for a review at the Apple podcast platform. Go to tut.com, look for spiritual tune-ups, look for the link for podcasts. If you send us a screen grab of your published review at Apple We've got a very special bonus waiting for you. Check out the links, read all about it. Thanks for being here, and I'll see you on the next podcast installment.